I definitely was scared initially because we didn't know what we were dealing with. This is the first time I've ever dealt with anything like this. But there were oddities that went along with the whole COVID narrative that just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I, I started questioning things very early on. And in the hospital I was in, you couldn't even order vitamin D or vitamin C. You would get reprimanded. I saw the political end of it from, from the very beginning putting COVID on the death certificate of every patient who tested positive and died, irregardless of what they died of, we were, our hands were forced to put that on the death certificate. That that's not right. That's wrong. And it was, and now I know meant to drive up the numbers, the PCR tests, we don't use PCR for this type of purpose. And why did we have such a high cycle threshold? That was again, to drive up numbers and uh, to increase that sensitivity to pick up every little thing with the test. In the very beginning, people don't realize we weren't allowed to wear masks in the hospital. We were actually reprimanded. I talked to a nurse recently who quit because they wouldn't allow her to wear a mask and were harassing her about wearing masks. And then suddenly the narrative changed and you were harassed if you didn't wear a mask. Yeah, there was the initial part where we weren't supposed to wear a mask. There's no mask. The masks don't work. Don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. We didn't understand how um, corrupt the reporting was incredibly uh, chaotic and distressing. And uh, we were definitely the heroes at the start. Uh, my hospital had the he heroes work here sign. And I believe it was April when the CDC came out and said that we could wear bandanas as a nurse and that that would be an acceptable form of infection control. And at that point, I mean, I remember just laughing and saying, okay, this is totally different than I've been led to believe for the last few months, something else is going on. Um, and so the cases that we did see in the hospital initially really weren't that severe. For me, 2020 was just, it was almost setting the stage for fear so that we would all jump in line and comply. Um, everything we knew about infection control was was being you know, thrown out the window. So that when that vaccine came, I mean, everybody just lined up. And we actually had a death in the hospital, one of our paramedics um, from the vaccine that was interestingly put on his death certificate. Most of, most of my colleagues completely bought into the, to the whole narrative. And I think they were so entrenched with fear and confusion that it just made them irrational. And I got a call from the pharmacy and they said, what are you doing? Why are you ordering all this vitamin D? I said, because haven't you read the literature? There's some discussion that says the higher vitamin D levels in people correlate with less severe COVID. Why wouldn't we try it? It's a vitamin. There was this, again, perpetual fear and just group think. Everybody was glued to their television and what was being told to them on TV. Very few people were actually going and doing their own research you know, science is, is, is about, is about, you know, investigating and thinking for ourselves and, and always challenging the narrative. It went from an art and a science to a corporate standard where people outside of the clinician were making decisions for the patient. But, but the problem is that they weren't treating these people. They were just kind of watching the slow, steady decline until their lungs just had no elasticity and they had to ventilate them. Every standard that is routine in medicine was discarded. And all of these things combined together on the patient is what 
you know, led to these absolutely abysmal outcomes. The patient goes in, the patient's told you're going to die without remdesivir, the patient's isolated from the family, their food and fluid are taken away from them, they're told they have to take this medicine, there's no questioning, no choice, it's repeated fear tactics. If you go into the hospital, you may not, you may very well not come out. So the people that did come into the hospital, I mean, it was often a one-way ticket. One of the biggest things that led to the mortality, in my opinion, with COVID was not the virus itself, but the, the, the lack of care. We had physicians who stopped examining patients. They would call them on the phone. Instead of going into the rooms to see these patients every day, they'd call them on the phone from the safety and security of their laptop and do Mm -hmm. their exam that way. Which now I do a lot of medical chart reviews. I can tell you most of these patients that died of COVID actually died of secondary bacterial infection or sepsis or cardiac impact because they never had their secondary uh, bacterial infections treated. You know, the call lights would ring. There was no one to answer them. There was no one to answer them. I I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want my family to go to the hospital because I know that they're not going to get the care that they deserve because there's no one to care for them. The the divide in, in medical professionals, those of us who realized things aren't right before the shots even rolled out, knew that things were also not going to be right with those injections. I knew that the mRNA technology had been employed in cancer treatments, and I knew that most of those patients didn't survive. I mean, there was no research I could find on mRNA technology that was good. And I watched so many of my colleagues step in line, willingly, gladly, thinking that they were doing the right thing. And how many of them came to me afterwards and said, I wish I could take that back. I didn't see the deaths the way that other people saw them. And here I'm in New York. It was the ground zero here. And I did not see what what the news was 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 claiming. It it was it was all twisted. Very shortly after these vaccines came out, within weeks, we started people seeing people come in, bam, with all kinds of odd, weird things. And it never stopped. And that's that's when the hospital started getting overrun. We, we started seeing the failure of the vaccines as far as for COVID very early. They'd get vaccinated and then they'd have some massive stroke two days later, or they'd have some massive heart attack, aortic aneurysm ruptures. All of the sudden we're getting inundated with, with these blood clots where we would have three, four patients on the floor a day with blood clots from these vaccines, strokes in young people with no risk factors, massive heart attacks, deaths, uh, cancers all kinds of neurologic issues, people coming in and they were shaken and they couldn't walk. Every single person that I, that we admitted in our hospital with RSV back then was vaccinated for COVID. Bleeding, urinary bleeding, rectal bleeding and patients that had no history of urinary or colon problems, um, patients that suddenly had thrombocytopenia. The neurological, some so much of it was so strange. We just had all of these new new cancers and you know leukemias. Um, people that had been free of cancer who had had a prior prior suddenly were full of it after having a clean scan a month before. Last month, only two of our pregnancies, only two of our moms had a normal delivery because they were all preeclamptic. They all had high blood pressure. 
Um, we're having all this postpartum hemorrhage. We're having um, tremors, you know, neurological problems, strokes, heart attacks. Everything has exploded. You know, everyone is sicker. And I feel like anyone who had any kind of physical weakness, whether it be respiratory, cardiac, um, dermatological, neurological, those conditions suddenly worsened seemingly out of nowhere. I think they can't see it because then they have to look at themselves. It's, it's that fear factor. You can't, you can't say something that is wrong if you yourself participated in it, because then you have to look at the ramifications for yourself, you know, and, and this whole idea that if, if you don't trust your doctor's recommendation to get vaccinated, then you have no right to come to the hospital for anything, period. And I, I actually heard, have heard that spoken so many times. Yeah, the, the unvaccinated patient population was treated very differently than the vaccinated patient population. And it's amazing because when we get somebody fully vaccinated in with COVID infection, um, that was always never talked about. There was this just terrible vilification um, of, of the unvaccinated. The, the patients that were not given the COVID shots um, suffered much greater uh, consequence and on a number of occasions, even listened to the staff treat the patients with great disdain for not being um, vaccinated. Uh, I was being suppressed and actively blocked from doing VAERS reports that patients were coming in with adverse uh, adverse side effects after their vaccination. We are required by federal law to report these to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Well, if we're not allowed to do the reporting, how can we go around saying that they're safe when providers are actively blocked from doing reporting or intimidated? You know, a lot of buyer's remorse with these shots. When they come back hurting, that's not the time for I told you so's. <laughs>